Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome. I'm Guy. That's John. If you're watching on YouTube, that's great. Hit that like and subscribe. If you're listening to the podcast, that's great, too. They're both great. We live? Are you alive? Yeah, we're here. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was looking at something. <laughs> we are here. Uh, podcast down in the description below. If you're watching, YouTube in the description of the podcast. If you are listening. What's happening, everybody? Well, Warriors lost. And um, I've been fighting. I, you know, I know you have, too. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been uh, I've been hearing it a lot. A lot. And excessive. Yeah, I mean, it, it, guy, they, they didn't just lose. They got shellacked. Well, you, you know, know what? It was... I, I just, like, as bad as they were, I should, if I predicted that team was going to win in five like I did, then, although the chat is saying you predict. Did you predict Warriors in five? Yeah, I mean, I talked a ton of shit. I, I, mean, well, I, know I, I won't did. back did off and I'll Warriors double down five? on the Nuggets. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I said, uh, the, I said they would sweep after the first game, and uh, that went poorly. But, um, yeah, I know. I know. Go That's Nuggets. Fine. I, I, I ride it or died it with Steph Curry. I can live with that. I have a hard time. That, that was tough to watch, but that wasn't the Warrior team I know. Fuck that. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. You know, Jordan Poole. Uh, love the guy, but Clay Thompson's seen better days. Yeah, I think it's I, – I, if you told me Clay Thompson wasn't on this team next year, I think that's, that's on the table. Makes a lot of coin. He does. So does Jordan. A lot of people make a lot of coin. Draymond can opt in and make a lot of coin, but not to me. Draymond in the twenties is—I mean, Clay's in the in the forties. Yeah, Clay's very expensive for what he uh, brought to the table the other day, John. Yeah, wasn't great. So wasn't uh, we great. talk about that. Uh, I did want to start though. There was actually, as we're recording this Tuesday afternoon, or we're live Tuesday afternoon, there was a, a tweet today that got my attention because I've been diving deep into the NFL schedules, and um, uh, you know, by the way, we'll do some mailbag stuff. You can. Apple review five star, leave a question in that, or you can email promo code ham at gmail.com. We got some mailbag questions from there. And um, I was, if you want the schedule I'm going to show today, just email that email and we'll send you. I made like a homemade, it's a good schedule. So, Excel check spreadsheet? It yeah, it's a spreadsheet. It's It's got Niners plus prime time plus what the opponent is doing when you play them, what they're coming off of. So it's got a little everything. I'll show you TV and network and TV kick time. Gotcha. But um, so Warren Sharp posted this tweet today. He said net rest. Net rest is the total days of extra rest versus an opponents over the course of the season. So if you if if the fight in Middlecoffs played on Monday and I played on Sunday, we each played different teams and then we play each other the following Sunday since he played Monday. I am plus one net rest, right? Yeah. If John's off a bye, I am plus seven net rest. So the Jets, the Bears, the Commanders, they're all plus 12. They are 12 days more rested than their opponents over the balance of the season. The Titans are 11. The Browns are 10. It just goes on. Warren's list goes on. Then it gets to 
the minus teams, the teams who have less rest, Seattle and Vegas, four days, minus four. Tampa, the Chargers, the Eagles, minus six days. Then we skip down to minus nine days, the Giants. Nobody minus 10, nobody minus 11. Atlanta, minus 12 days. KC, 13, nobody 14, nobody 15, nobody 16, 17. The Rams, all right? Nobody 18, nobody 19. 20 days, negative rest differential, the 49ers. So the question is, Warren said, hey, this really matters. Minus 20 rest day differential. It's a big number, right? Whether you think it matters or not, most of the league is on the other side of this spectrum. Does this matter? We'll dive into the schedule in a second, but there's the initial report. Yeah, to me, it doesn't matter at all. Like, when I looked at the schedule, when I look at this team, no different than last year. I mean, anything less than, like, 11 wins is a disaster. Like, they're honestly, beside the Eagles, I mean, fuck, guy. I, I don't view their schedule as very different. They, they play in one of the worst divisions in football. Arizona Cardinals are a joke. I mean, the Niners swept their division last year. I think the Rams, like, they got a very, very thin margin, and we know Kyle Shanahan against the Rams when they're good. I mean, we've we've seen them when they were in the peak of their powers. And I'm sorry, Seattle, which is a good story, and I have a lot of respect for Pete and John. I expect them to continue to be competitive. Uh, like, I'm sorry, like, I don't – at worst, you're splitting. Yeah. Especially the way it sets up, right? You know, they play right uh, in in the stretch that they do. So, like, I, I just view this team no different than I did last year when I didn't – the complete unknown with quarterback. Now we know, assuming Purdy's healthy, they got Darnold, you know, and, and Trey, the third quarterback. <laughs> uh, like, I, I just I, – I don't view this – like, I, I don't the, – the rest I, – I have a hard time also just – and listen, I'm we're all guilty of this – for the majority of teams, I, I do think it's very difficult. And I think the Niners are a good example. You know, if you played the Niners last year, hell, early in the season, like week four, you'd be like, the Denver Broncos. Oh, we're getting Trey Lance. Let's prepare for Trey Lance. And then all of a sudden, Jimmy Garoppolo's a quarterback. Things change so fast in the NFL with injuries. Last year, Dak Prescott got hurt. Cooper Rush played last year, remember, a couple games. So it's like, oh, the Cowboys, that's an enormous game. That 40 million people are going to watch that thing. Right. In that same scenario, the 49ers last year, because remember, Dak got hurt relatively early in the season. The quarterbacks for the Niners and the Cowboys a year previously were different in that game. And we can factor in all the other players, right? Like Kittle miss early time. Like So you just look at the Cowboys. Like, what if Micah Parsons? I think it's very difficult to play this game in the NFL as the season goes because there are so many variables with injuries unlike the other sports. That's true, but it doesn't mean it's hard to predict. It doesn't mean it doesn't come into play. Like if you told me Josh Johnson starting week six, there's a difference between him starting off of a bye and not having come off a bye, right? Like if you're playing Cooper Rush off a of Monday night, that's different than playing Cooper Rush who had 14 days to prepare for the game. I'm not I, I agree with you. We can't figure out right now what will matter, but these things do come into play at some point over the course of the season. Now, will they the, all the, come into play? I, I, I do. I do think the the buys and the Thursday night games, which the Niners have two of them, as several other teams do, and playing teams off a of buy does matter. Like, yeah, you told me earlier, the Bengals coming off a of buy. I think the Bengals are. You could argue, who knows? Maybe this is the year they win the Super. They could be the best team in the league. That is a fucking major disadvantage, right? But the Cardinals off a of buy. Right? Isn't wasn't that yeah, one so of the teams off so of the bye? Niners play four teams off a of bye. One of them is the Jags when the Niners are coming off a of bye. So put that one aside. The Niners play three teams off a of bye when the Niners are not off a of bye. It's the Browns week six coming yeah. off a of bye. It's the Bengals week eight. Bengals are off a of bye. Bengals just went at Arizona, Seattle at home, bye. 
and then uh, and then you brought up the Cardinals. The other buy that the Niners have is Week 15. They play the Cardinals coming off a buy. Um, yeah, Cardinals off a buy. Yeah, I would say that the Arizona Cardinals. I would put that a lot like the Jags. Doesn't matter, <laughs> especially and December. We know how they look in December. Historically, it's terrible. The Bengals major disadvantage because they are really really good. Remember. A couple years ago when Iuke's walkout, like they're just good team. They got Joe Burrow. <laughs> they, they could beat you normal by normal rest coming off Thursday night. They're on a Thursday night. Doesn't matter. So that's disadvantage. The Browns, like I'd, I'd put that in the camp of we'll see. I'm not, I'm not taking the Browns seriously because I, I think they got way more question marks than answers, especially the elephant in the room this year is going to be paying a shitload for a quarterback that who knows, is he still good? Right. You know, I don't know. I, I would, I, I would, I would bet against the Browns. Two other notes how this comes in. No, I'm not, not talking about that individual game. I'm not saying the 49ers as a, can't as lose. I'm just saying overall. I'd say the Browns are more likely to be 7-10 and 10 than 12-5. and 5. Right, I agree. Um, the Niners don't play a game when they're on regular rest and the opponent's off a short week. So, like, they don't play a game with, against the team that just played on Monday Night Football. Um, they're, the, the, the games where they do have a schedule advantage, uh, when they play the Eagles... The Niners are coming off a Thursday night football Thanksgiving, so they'll have extra rest going to the to Philly. That's if we're going to talk about the negative, you know, it's the days don't add like this is the thing. The days don't add up, right? Like plus three days against the Eagles, minus seven days against the Browns. So you're a net minus four. But if you told me you could have minus, you can have plus three against Philly, but you're going to have to trade it for minus seven against Cleveland, you would take that. Like plus three against sure. Philly is a good spot, right? So yes. That's where these numbers, the net number, it depends who you're playing where. Um, and then the other game that they have an advantage on is the first Cardinal game, which is week four, because the Niners are coming off the Thursday night game against the Giants. So Yeah, to me, you would swap that for the Cowboys at right. Vikings. You, you would swap that for another game. Like the yeah. Vikings, for example, are a team that many people think are going to come back to earth, myself included. When I say come back to earth, that doesn't mean they're going to draft Caleb Williams. It just means... You know, instead of being, yeah, I, I'd even say under okay. 500, you know, eight, nine, nine and eight, kind of in that range, seven and 10, best case, 10 and seven. That is a very, very tough game when you factor in Monday night football at night. You know, I mean, on the Monday night football, obviously at night, Monday night football on the road. Yeah, I, I think that that is, I think they're, you know, I think if we really dove in like best home field, assuming the team is competitive too. They'd be near, you know, if you like the Chiefs would be near the top. Chiefs might be one, given the fact when you factor in how good their team is, like how up people are for a Monday night game. Yeah. If the Vikings are above 500 going into that game, that game will be fucking loud and tough. By the way, do you know we have back to back week two and week three doubleheader Monday night football? I, I saw I read an article yesterday. No clue about this. And then I read the article. It happens four times this year. Two, three, I think week 14 and 17. Who's asking for this? Uh, week Why would ESPN no night, eat themselves? Triple header week 16. Yeah. What are we doing? We also have a couple Fridays. Christmas week is one Thursday, two Fridays. And then the next week, there's a Saturday game. Well, well okay. So week 14, Tennessee at Miami, which is just your ideal 10 a.m. West Coast kickoff on a Sunday. Right. The Packers, let's just say the Packers and the Giants are both just in the playoff mix around early December. That is a massive game, right, in terms of ratings. Yeah. Why would you have anything eating into that? 
to try to like give Steve Levy and Riddick some reps? Like, what the fuck are we doing? Orlovsky, don't uh, don't they look at it just like a like you know you see ratings now? It's like we did X number across seven different platforms: our ESPN Plus Espanol and and uh, ESPN Plus English Plus. You know what I mean? I think they just look at it like. No, I, 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 I'm, I understand that, but I'm saying you just get every eyeball on this thing. Like the guys watching the Tennessee fan would just be watching the Packer game. Does the, we we could look back, right? Does the, does the combined total add up to an extra 4 million viewers? Cause you got those, those markets as well in a little more than you otherwise would have. I, I, I think they look at it like a collective, right? Like 12, I agree, but I'm just saying I hate 20 and then we would have gotten 16 otherwise. You're paying all this money. Why wouldn't you just, especially when you have well, you, big giants? Well, they're paying. They're not just paying money to the meteorites. Think about how many guys. I don't know what the current contract situation is, but Levy was on a Monday night deal. Tessitore was on a Monday night deal. Now these guys aren't making as much as Buck and McDonough. They've got four guys. They're paying Monday night football money to at ESPN. I, I think play, that shifts guys. though once they're off though. You, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think if you're a good agent, you would say, yeah, you put my five year contract Monday night. But if you take me off Monday night for one year, like I still get my money. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but I think they might have four guys to pay Monday night TV money to. I see. <laughs> you know, I. Yeah. Well, I think once that's why Bobby Iger starts firing people and starts threatening people take pay cuts fast, right? Because if if you're not on it anymore, it's like, well, I did. You know, listen, I like making four or five million. But I'd take my one and a half too to yeah, call the Saturday no, night I know, college I know. Especially when they're they're laying off seven thousand people. Well, but I, but I, and I saw this thing the other night on. I saw Albert Breer tweet this out. I think yesterday, the, the NFL laid off a lot of people, and you know the Peacock story broke that they gave an extra hundred million dollars just for that one game. For one game, yeah. And everyone's piling on like these greedy fucking owners. It's like, well. Google, Apple, and you just go all the, you know, Facebook, they make way more money and are way bigger companies than the NFL. They're firing people left and right. So it's like, this isn't a black and white situation. You know, part of it, when times change a little bit economically, you can be making money and still trim the fat somewhere. Like, that's just, well, I know no one's like, go. well, Google's never made more money. They're firing people. Like, what, what are we talking about? You know, I think the media... And it mainly everyone quoted Bruce Treat like, yeah, it's not the way it really works. Well, if given the chance to spend more money on the NFL, you will borrow money or fire people to do that. Right. That's not what it's not apples to apples here. But when the other element, too, is like I, part of why you're doing you, that is because you're paying all this other money. Well, your expenses also are dramatically higher, a.k.a. the players. Remember, they split the revenue. So when you see Jalen Hurts and Lamar and Nick Bosa certainly going to get that that this is all part of the pie here, you know. But no one ever wants to say that, right? Because it's so easy to go at the top. They are partners in this whole thing, you know. It's like I can't believe. Well, and listen, I I've lost my job twice, been fired. Best thing that ever happened to me. So, and I understand some people, family. If they don't want you, fuck them. Isn't there well, never been a better time to find a job? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I don't think it's Why quite that easy. Why do you want to work somewhere everybody? when they don't want you? It's like fuck, they don't even value you. Well, so a lot of people are just surviving until the next paycheck, right? Like it's not about which I, which I totally or, understand. It's just about survival, right? So in that situation, you know, I think it's a little unique, but yeah, you don't want to go back to. Uh, I just okay. think the NFL gets unfairly picked on in this situation 
in a media sense because it's just like obviously these numbers all these companies all over America that wake make dramatically more than the National Football League are doing the same exact thing. You know? It's like Google and Faith, these people are signing huge deals too and they're letting people well, go. It's just also it's just part of a business model. Also, yeah, I, I think it, for us, we would happily trade $18 beers for $6 beers if it meant the starting quarterback made $12 million instead of $40 million. But that cat's out of the bag. But that, and that's part of my pushback is like, you know, the players are in on this too. But no well, one yeah, the would players ever are like, bring that. Hold on. Well, because, but also the players know that the salary cap works against, like in the end, the salary cap works against them, right? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I'd say it's so there is big a floor. now. There is a salary. There is like a minimum number. Yeah, I mean, they're not suffering. I'm just saying like, <laughs> they're not bleeding the owners. They're, the owners aren't. The market size doesn't matter, and your income doesn't matter when it comes to paying the players. No. The well, no business in the history of America has ever made more millionaires. It Honestly, it's only going to keep growing. It's not even close than the National Football League because you just factor in all the people that work that are now millionaires, coaches included, right? Just the, the amount of people, right? It's just the, mo- the amount of players. How many industries – I bet if we even went to Apple – they don't. There's no chance on God's green earth. They have as many yeah, people it's like making over. Becoming a top Apple engineer the same as like getting drafted in the fifth round. Like, what is that level of? How many Apple? Well, like, if I say I'm an Apple engineer, are there 700 of me or are there 55 of me? I don't know the answer to that. Well, think. if there are 55 of you, it's a higher paying job than if there are 700 of you. Right. But and even if, if there's 700, there's not that many. 700 is not well, a lot. Well, no, there are way more NFL players, right? Yeah, I just I, I need I need somebody who works in that world to tell me like because even the this. lowest paid NFL player right like Brock Purdy is making eight hundred G's. Apple engineers have longer shelf lives, but these guys make way more money. Yeah. Uh, TC on the stream says Guy and John will be the first two saying how much they loved Lance and always knew when he was balling out and gets Brock traded for a first round pick. That sounds like a win situation, a win win situation to me. I would be all for that. That's what people don't. I, people don't get like we get. I don't, we're not going to do that whole thing every show. Although somebody DM me that so they're cool. like, "Are we going to so do this hilarious. every show?" I'm like, "No, I don't want to do this every show." But um, I would be all for that. I I would. That is a win win. That's not like Warriors lose, Lakers win. That scenario. That scenario is a win win. Yeah, I, I would say that's pretty unlikely too. Speaking of Trey Lance, John, did you see him at the A's game the other day? Not hard to find. Not hard to spot. I saw a lot of people. How did tagging get those us? tickets? <laughs> I saw a lot of people are like. This shows you what the Giants or the 49ers think of him. He's going there. I was like, well, Clay used to go to these games a lot. They didn't like call him like, hey, Trey, we have an obligation for you today. We're sending you- CMC to game six and we're sending you to the A's Guardians. That's not how Did it you see the viral clip? Why was he there? Of, question. of an A's ticket lady that went over to tell people they couldn't sit at a certain section? Mm-mm. <laughs> Barstool retweeted it like within the last week. She was no. beelining too. No, people was just it? trying to do their job. <laughs> wow. I mean, I guess you're probably bored. Like, there's not no one's coming up to you asking, like, "Hey, how do I get to section 118?" So you look for something to do, maybe you know. Yeah, I mean, you're a police yes. officer patrolling in a, in a neighborhood with no crime, so you just start looking for stuff to do. I just wonder in, in ten years will that whole place be flat? Because that's where I think it's. You know, as someone that spent several years going to, you know, Raider games, mm. you, you were able to pivot relatively quickly out of doing those A's games uh, after a year. Thanks uh, to you, actually. 
I know, but then you got to prop. I got moved the, from you know, from the, eleven. Some of the p- reads, I didn't quite know what was going on. You know, and- you had not been doing radio at ten thirty p.m. every week. No, I, I give solo, you that. You know, I, I just I th- I think that area is destined to get the old kablooey. Um, I'd, I'd probably put you know harder to do business in the bay and get things done. I'd put the over under probably ten years, not five, but uh, you, you can't. Like yesterday, I saw. A picture. I think I forwarded to two thousand yeah. people at the game. Like it's what was the what was the stat that was part lowest of that? attendance, lowest paid announced attendance since nineteen seventy nine. So I looked it up so, when you and sent I me saw that. someone quote it that said it still doesn't beat not not even trying to be just trying to be funny like the Giants in like nineteen seventy four had like an announced thirteen hundred you know a candlestick. Uh for one game you said thirteen hundred. Surely, I mean again the seventy nine seventy four we're talking different demographics in terms of quantity of human beings in the area right i would imagine yeah the percentage of the population that attended but you know when you look historically the a's were always even when they were good they were near the bottom of american league attendance but when you sent me that yesterday i was like oh i wonder how terrible the 79 a's were because the early 70s teams were really good the 79 a's won 54 games that means they lost 108 games okay this team has nine wins. Nine wins, I nine saw. Wins. So they're on a 35-win pace, which means really kind of give these people credit. They're watching a worse baseball team, at least on paper by pace, than the 79, the people who went to the 79 team. So the, the, they're getting more people per win this year, John, than in 79. When you look at it that way, it's glass half full. Listen, give us credit. Uh, me specifically, because I I brought up this franchise even before we hopped on the podcast. It's not a great uh, business model to talk about this team. As you can see, no one cares about this team. I, I've been saying forever, you cannot survive. I, I do believe the Raiders could have survived in the Bay. 100% big picture, it worked out. Well, I think the Raiders more could, have money sold, could have been selling out every home game if they remained. Well, and they did, even yeah. after they announced they left. It, yeah. Football's Every's a lot different. This it's it's not tenable if someone built them. I, I am adamant. If you built them a fucking stadium in whatever the little area is, you yeah, pick Jack it. London or whatever. I don't think it matters. This team cannot survive. It is it's been over even when they were competitive. I don't think it's plausible. I never thought it was possible. I think baseball is so much different than football. Even though, listen, I'm not gonna give Mark Davis credit because he wasn't the leader of the bus. It was his up maybe idea to go to Vegas. Then the league fucking drove the bus there. But they got there. That's gonna work. And one day when they ever they force him out and they get an owner there, it fucking thing's gonna shoot to the moon. Uh, but that is not the case. Like the A's will be there. I don't even know if it will really work, but they cannot work. Like it's it's a one baseball area. And that I, I and just, that other team's been dominating for a really long time. And they're struggling right now to get people to show up. Yeah, the uh, I, one thing that the that that Tropicana, the tropic that location in Vegas that they're doing, I've been saying for a few years, I think it's the future. It clearly is. It's only a have 30, you been 000- there before? I mean, have I been to the that area? I'm sure, but I don't. Why do you think it was the future then? No, no. What's the future is the thir- they're building a small stadium, thirty thousand seats. Oh, 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 you use premium seating. You make it smaller. You make it more intimate. You make it. You know, like I would do that. I would, they, they don't have a big footprint there, but I would do that anywhere, anywhere I was building a stadium. I'd make it smaller. I'd make it noisier, right? Basketball. You don't want to do it necessarily because you can fill basketball and you want concerts, but for baseball, 
I would football. You probably don't need to, but baseball, hundred percent. I'd make that sucker twenty eight thousand seats. Yeah, you know, give it premium seating, and um, make it cozy and you know a good home field advantage. And bam, you're good. So yeah, I mean, I, I just cool think- that Trey was able to catch him on the way out. I, I was thinking in the who will shower be a day. niner long. Who will be in the barrier longer, the A's or Trey Lance? Uh, the A's, because even though I think like it's got to end, it could easily go on for a couple more years. Like, because even if let's say they're moving, which they clearly are, where would they go if they wanted to leave? Like that was part of the Raiders thing, right? They didn't have anywhere to go. There, there's not just because like oh, they could come to spend some time. They could just spend a couple years here, in, let's say Scottsdale, and split it with an indoor. What's that's hard logistically. Right. There's not you couldn't just go split it with another team. That's very, very difficult logistically. You don't want to go play at some triple A ballpark. But even that triple A ballparks, they use them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That'd be tough. It's it's a little more complicated. Honestly, what the Raiders did, they just they kind of just squatted and then they left when it was ready. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, for the record, I haven't given up on Trey Lance, but that's a separate conversation that I said we're not having today. Yeah, I would say when I say that I have, it's really strictly very influenced by the team. Like I, I don't. It's not like I watch him throw or go to his workouts. I just get the vibe of what they say, and I feel like when they talk about him positively, it's very. It's like a forced lie. I don't feel it's very. And then there'll be like some leak, like oh, you know, Sam Darnold. Somebody else says is incredible. Yeah, they're just. It feels like they try to leak. Then they've tried to leak back against him, like when Rap Sheet said something. You know, it's just. I, I just, they're very organic about their sweet guys and the guys they truly believe in. Like they have zero hesitation, right? Yeah. Like we don't have a line to Nick Bosa or Debo Samuel ain't fucking going anywhere. Don't even try us. Right. Or the way they, they, they feel about their core guys or even like the way they talk about Purdy without hesitation. Like, God, man, we just didn't see this thing coming. Right. It, I, I just, I, I base my thought on Trey was I was a little uneasy with what I saw the way it was going. And then now it's just based on them. But all you can improve. You could improve. And also what you said about the schedule, it's hard to predict, you know, in May or even at the beginning of the year, all the things that'll go wrong. You can't be stressed about playing the team off a bye. All that applies to the Niners quarterback situation. We've seen it firsthand. We saw it firsthand last year, right? It's not just about what they believe. It's also about opportunity. And we've seen quarterbacks get hurt repeatedly playing for Kyle Shanahan, unfortunately, Trey included. So, the chance that an opportunity appears for him, even if he doesn't earn the backup job or the starting job to start the season, you know, not the history is not a predictor um, in this case, but it might be. And uh, that's part of the reason, as I just think the odds of him just getting a chance because he's the only guy that can are, you know, non-zero as uh, we like to say. So, yeah. I don't know. What, was the, what else do we have here? There was something. Oh, Warriors? No, we kind of talked about that uh, a little. You know, I texted a buddy of mine in Denver. I said, I don't think I've ever in my life out in the wild, walking the streets, seen a person in a Nuggets hat. I don't think it's ever happened. Not once. And he was like, you know, I was at a coffee shop the other day and I heard two people talking about the Nuggets. And it hit me like, I've never heard that before. I've never heard two people talking about the Nuggets before in a public place. I mean, I can't believe I, I, I'm about to watch the Nuggets. I can't believe it. Well, they've never really consistently been good in our lifetime. Watch the right? Nuggets sweep the Lakers. Sorry, I didn't finish that sentence. 
kidding, kidding. Yeah, I mean, I, I think by far this is, you know, like when you think about like in our youth, a lot of teams were shaped. Just, I, I hate to say it, like the NBA's heyday just was the 90s. I mean, it oh, just, it, when you it, pull the Nuggets think it's card close. out of a sky back, a skybox pack, you're just like, this is, who is it? Robert but like, remember pack. the Dikembe Mutombo with the ball in his hand? Was was yeah. What team was he on? Yeah. The Nuggets, Nuggets, right? Yeah, that was an 8 1. Yeah, so it's, but I, when you think of teams, when I just throw it a, a while ago, <laughs> but I'm just saying, when I throw a name of a team like Utah Jazz, you don't say like the recent play, you say like Malone and Stockton. When I say the New York Knicks, you say like Patrick Ewing, right? You just, Orlando Magic, you say like fucking Penny Hardaway. You just yeah. say the core guys for most teams, non like, I would say LeBron, Steph, some, maybe Giannis with the Bucks. The Nuggets just have never truly, like, I don't even count mellow. It's kind of weird. When you say right? Nuggets, I always have to go like, okay, not Denver. No, Denver, not Utah. Got it. Okay. This guy is fucking remarkable. I mean, I've watched a decent amount of their games just on yeah. the background just because I was kind of gearing up. I I actually didn't have as much faith, uh, you know, as the watching the Warriors as I, I portrayed. Yeah. Uh, I think they would have lost. Like, I... I the Nuggets are winning the – they should win the NBA. They're the best team. And this guy is – I heard, I think, Tim McMahon tell Winhorst. He's like, this is a love child between Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitzki that weighs 280 pounds. His, like, passing, his weird shots. You see some of the quotes from Kevin Durant that was like, you're, like, fucking mad when he does this crazy little hook floater thing, but you just – once you start playing him, like, by game two or three, just, like, everything he's – I don't care if he puts it, like, through his legs, around his butt, over – you know, it's going to go in. His shots do not look normal. You think that's why he didn't win the MVP again? I mean, I it's just like you can't – if you pulled every GM in the league, there is not – I don't even think Philly – every single team in the league would take him over Joel Embiid. I don't even think it's close. I know. <laughs> I mean – I mean, honestly, you watch him. Like, I've seen Embiid before, right? Our youth had a ton of those guys. This guy, to me, has kind of got this Steph, yawn. like, I don't think I've ever seen this. I don't think anyone has. Bro, he's, like, running the break, but he's enormous, doing these crazy passes, and you look up, he's got, like, 50, 20, and 10. See some of his stat lines? I mean, he's fucking, he's incredible. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught Seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. Butcherbox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some 
garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You want to get some mailbag questions? Yeah, far away. All right, here we go. Uh, Five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts, or you can email promo code ham at gmail.com. Uh, this is from Foyer on the uh, Apple Podcast. Very entertaining. Great insight. Cue up the great work. Question. With the Patriots uh, and Mac Jones looking unhappy and the Niners iffy on Lance, could you see the two being traded one another given Kyle's obvious interest in wanting to draft Jones in the first place? Feels like Matt, it, it. I don't think the Patriots are about to trade him, but it feels like that would not. Could you do a one-for-one one trade between those two? Doesn't feel like it feels like the Patriots would need more. I would say in one thing that's turned off Bill, which I would say – Kyle is a skinny, taller, younger version doppelganger in terms of what he likes in players. That kind of freaking out and that kind of leaking that he's unhappy. To me, Kyle, I mean, Kyle was looking Mac Jones to be Brock Purdy, and he got Brock Purdy, who's clearly much more low-key. Hey, by the way, you know who also isn't Brock Purdy? You, if you've been listening to this podcast for several months, you know that I've been participating in the rumor that Stetson Bennett may not have graduated from Georgia. That ain't Brock Purdy, six years of Georgia without a degree. As you said to me, as Jalen Hurts signed He did go, he did leave to go to junior college and came back. Yeah, like after one year. Jalen Hurts gets a $200 million contract and goes and graduates. That's embedded at Georgia for six years. Doesn't graduate. Well, guy, how many care about degrees, but in that case, that's just bizarre. Well, but there, I would imagine there aren't many senior quarterbacks in the history of the NFL that don't have a degree. It's one thing to come out as an underclassman, right? Right. Like, you know, a hundred percent. Six years. I'd even just say, like, if you're a four-year senior, I bet every quarterback in NFL history is at a degree. Remember, like Liner and some of those guys, like, had already graduated. They're taking yes. one class. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's not that difficult. Patrick, been listening for many years. Love the pod, but your basketball takes are unbearable. More so, John than Guy. Imagine not counting the bubble year. I'm actually in total agreement with John on not counting the bubble year. But counting the Warriors championship against LeBron and Lil Matthew Dellavedova, never mind the fact that they're the number one before the shutdown and had huge wins against the Clippers and Bucks. Then Giannis hurt his knee and LeBron was going to win the MVP. Then the bubble happens. They lose at home. Uh, they lose home court advantage and all the momentum they had. And they're one of the few teams that voted to leave the bubble. But nah, it doesn't count and get a grip. Wait, Giannis, I'd forgotten Giannis was also hurt that year. Now it's even more legitimate. I do remember watching that Clipper Laker game. Yeah. No one's a, no I'm not acting like LeBron's not some all-time great player that could dominate anybody or if Anthony Davis is going to play like fucking this Anthony Davis that he's not I saw someone tweet out like 
Look at what LeBron's doing. No All-Stars on the team. Well, no. If Anthony Davis is playing like this, I don't care. Take 90% of the All-Stars. He's better than. But the, the bubble, like, that's not real basketball. The, could they have won a normal championship? 100%. Could the Dodgers have won a normal championship last year, that year in 2020? Of course, you know, in theory, they could have. But they didn't. They won a 60-game <laughs> regular right. season just like they won a fucking bubble championship. If you won real championships, you know, it's like, I, I love this. Like, well, the Warriors had Kevin Durant. Well, LeBron's never played on a team that he didn't stack. I mean, it's just, this is kind of the first one I'll give him a little credit that is the least stacky. Wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, because Rob Palenka, like, traded away the guys he wanted in the middle of the season and made the team better. Yeah. Right? Like, he wanted Russ. They got rid of Russ. I don't. The story was like, oh, Rui. Does he really want Rui? Not that Rui Hachimura is doing much. Was he banging the table for uh, Hillbilly Kobe? No. I mean, they kind of lucked into that. <laughs> was Wayne Knight the fourth? Uh, what's that guy's name? I want that guy on the Warriors. He's good. What's his name? Uh, I don't know. I mean, shit. I don't. Warren Sharp. Now he did demand. He did pound the table to trade uh, every human alive on the team for Anthony Davis, which is you which. Know. Yeah, well, I could have banged the table on that one. Yeah. Um. You know, the other thing is it's not like if they win the champ, it will justify because you look at it. I watched the playoffs like, God, if the whole NBA regular season could look like this, it'd be incredible. And then I thought, well, is it possible the postseason looks this good because all these guys are rested from not playing full regular seasons? Like if Anthony Davis played 80 games, would he look like this now? Maybe not. Right. I mean, yes, I'll give him. For and there, the NBA leads the world in overhyped players and definitely overpaid humans that are basically paid to do stuff in the regular season that you know for a fact, like cousin style, can never yeah. win you a championship. Right. I, I will say this about if Anthony Davis is on the court and trying, he's always going to be a top five, six player in the league. Like the I, Donovan Mitchells and the Hardens. I honestly, I'd even kind of put Embiid closer to that category. Like Anthony Davis, when the motherfucker is healthy and tries, it's like, holy shit. Well, I would say like Embiid, if when his career said done, if he doesn't win a championship, I'll go, okay. Watching Anthony Davis, like that's a championship player, <laughs> right? The way he changes games, the way he play, I, he's, if he wasn't, I mean, I, to, honestly, like he's one of the easiest, easily, easily one of the most fun players to watch the NBA. He's just so unique. And he really, he, God, he beat the he beat the Warriors. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah, Not single handedly, he got a lot of help, but he just he changed the, the whole game. The he just defensively. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up from uh, I don't know who this is from, but it says dig up John. Always entertaining. John's recent defense of his bandwagon support of the Warriors was funny. One life, one team, fella. Oh, so this he's saying you have to be a Kings fan for life. Uh, enjoy the football. But, but I wasn't a Kings fan. This is my defense. I I started as a Bulls fan. So my Kings run right, was short. Right, I, I'm an right. a, I'm an NBA vagabond drifter drifter. You know? Yeah, squatter. Uh, uh, for guys, uh, uh, enjoy the football takes, but they were quiet post draft about Trey. Given he wasn't traded. Uh, for guys who claim they don't have skin in the QB drama, they sure get excited when Trey appears destined for the exit. Surely they'd be excited for a QB battle about to take place over this summer. One last plea to learn the definition definition of unique. It's a one-off that can't be repeated or duplicated. It simply can't be qualified with. So, very or quite. Oh, instead of saying unique, say very or quite. Keep up the banter. Five stars. Thanks for the support. Always appreciate the the, the feedback. Uh, that was a unique take. Yeah, it was a unique take. I, you know, unique doesn't mean best. It just means all you need is like all our DNA is unique, but it just 
Oh, yeah, there's one little thing to be different. Something's unique. I got no problem. Well, is, D- is Debo a unique player? Yeah. Is Steph Curry a unique player? Yeah, but but so is Clay. You know? There are more guys kind of kind of like Clay, but I'm not exactly like Clay. Yeah. He's definitely a unique person. Um, are the are the Raiders a unique franchise? Did you see the Aces just lost their 2025 first round pick for some there was like a Allegate, there was like a bullying of a player, but also something with a contract. I couldn't quite figure out what happened there. This to me was a a difficult one for a lot of the. Uh, this would be a BP fastball story for a lot of the the Big J journos that I follow. If Becky Hammond had been, you know, male X. Oh, like Bill but, Ambeer. Bill Ambeer would have been a yeah, because he coached the WNBA. That's a good one. But Becky, a woman you know, basically shaming you for being pregnant, trading you, which has got to be unique to the NBA that the N or the WNBA that the NBA, if you do get pregnant, we're on a playoff run, tough spot for the coach, right? Especially if you're given birth, like you're just yeah. not, a, it's one thing like sprain your ankle or what you're just gone. You go paternity leave. How does that, I don't know all the, I'm not a WNBA guy, so I don't know all the rules, but Becky, great player in her own right. You know, you become a coach. That means you're addicted to the game. That it's, you know, I hope those are allegations of harassment. Correct. Yeah. I, I didn't. Lo- yeah. And the they player lost experience. the first round pick for doing the, uh, you know, contract Mark- suspicious stuff. Yeah, and I've heard Mark say that one of the things he wanted to do in owning a WNBA team is compensate these people better. Oh. But he, Mark, you got to follow the rules. Out of know? the goodness of his heart. All right, uh, here we go. An emailed mailbag from Johnny. I'm from Long Island, New York. Been listening to you guys since those post-Harbaugh years. Always my first choice when I'm looking for content. Question, after listening to your conversation about the Niners core players, it struck me how well Lynch and Shanahan have done turning over the roster. I was initially skeptical of hiring Lynch. It's tough for me to gauge these things, being on the opposite side of the country, but do you remember if the initial reaction to the Lynch hire was skepticism or optimism? Keep up the great works. Thanks, Johnny. Uh, I think it was optimism because it was viewed. Tell me if you remember differently, but it was viewed as like it's Kyle Shanahan that got hired. And he's bringing John Lynch with them because they're boys. Skeptic. Uh, but you like were people skeptical of Lynch when he got hired or were they optimistic? Is the I would say universally around the league. It was probably give me a break. You know, if you just pulled some dude people. that worked for the Giants or yeah, the Tampa yeah. Bay Bucks or the Dallas Cowboys, they would. And that's just a natural reaction, I would say, in any industry when someone – it's weird. Like, John Lynch isn't qualified. Hall of Fame player had been studying with Elway and Adam Peters with the Broncos. Not like he had – he just came out of nowhere, right? Is he any more right. qualified than some guy that's never put on a – athletes love saying this. A Bob, strap. Bob Myers. How it, Bob Myers had played college basketball and then was an agent. Right. Polinka, pol- probably a different pol- qualification. Polinka, same thing, right? College basketball yeah. player, longtime agent. I'd say basketball, a little more unique transitions with with coaches and GMs that just go from that. Where football, Ozzie Newsome kind of transitioned as a scout and worked his way up probably less long than other people. I I would say universally it was probably like what? Locally, 49er fans were just so dead. I mean, it had been it had been pretty ugly post Harbaugh. And those were probably the longest two years of just getting Shanahan felt like a win. That was part of it though. And it was like, no one likes Kyle. So we had to find somebody who would like him. Right. Like that was kind of the way we talked about it or not. We, it was kind of the general perception. 
I'm trying to think of a hire in recent memory that I think a lot of hires are like, I hope. Think how many hires are viewed as like. You're trying to think of a hire that's a hope? In the, a I'm saying in the NFL, like the, when USC hired Lincoln Riley, it was 100% approval. When's the last time an NFL hire was just like everyone in the fan base around the country, like, that's a no brainer? I just don't think Chiefs it hiring Andy Reid. Uh, Dayball, no. Um, McVeigh, no. Be, I'd say D'Amico would be up there for them. D'Amico's up there, yeah. Partly it was the Texans, so it was like, wait, you guys going to do any better than D'Amico? But yeah, D'Amico's up there. Was he the best candidate over the last couple years? Yeah, I mean, even like Mike, like the Shanahan guys were not, you know, like LaFleur is going to go work with him or McDaniel's going to be a head coach. Like that was not viewed the same. Yeah, D'Amico, also, that's a good one. I also think the reaction... I mean, for every Tom Sula you laughed at, I mean, Sirianni was laughed at. It's worked out pretty well. Very much. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Sean uh, McVay, I'd say one was met with a lot of skepticism. Absolutely. Uh, this is from Cam Ace. <laughs> I circled some of it. He actually said something in here that somebody put in the chat, like, uh, why don't you guys do a crossover collaboration work? He mentioned Grant Cohn. So did somebody else in the chat, um, which we can address it. But the question here is, I appreciate Kyle's a good coach. But the Niners are no closer to finding a franchise quarterback having passed on Mahomes, Watson, having not nurtured Trey Lance successfully. So how long is his leash to staying the head coach? The Eagles fired Andy Reid despite his numerous NFC championship appearances as it was clear he couldn't win him a Super Bowl. Should the Niners give him three years maximum? If you're in your opinion, what is a fair time frame to say he had a chance to deliver Lombardi? Take care, Cam H. Andy, 14 years in Philadelphia. Kyle's going into year seven. So yeah. if if – Kyle doesn't win a Super Bowl if you use the Andy Reid kind of tree. He, you know, this would have been halfway through the Andy Reid run in Philly. That's still, I think it's pretty, seven more years, a long time. Right? I think it's crazy to get fired for going to conference championship games. It's in fucking sanity, guy. I mean, and that was Philadelphia, <laughs> right? That was in Philly. You argue Philly or New York. And in Philly or New York, he got 14 years. And his last couple years were so he eight, gets 30 eight, four, years and 12. At this, at this pace, he gets 30. I mean, at this pace, he could – if he keeps it up like this, he's the Niners coach for as long as he wants to be. The Yorks have had two really good coaches, right? right. right. The, neither of them won a championship, and both of them, one thing they learned from the previous one, you kind of ride it out because it's just as easy to get a Chip Kelly, a Tom Sula, a Mike Nolan, a Mike Singletary, which I would argue are more often than not the guy you're going to end up hiring. Someone within a couple of years, you're like, eh. This isn't. I'd say this for like Mike McCarthy, which we're all skeptical he can win a Super Bowl. The Yorks, for most of their career, would die for that. Just someone that right. knows what they're doing kind of can get them off. Yep. Look at the Giants. I mean, they, they've they had Coughlin and Parcells, and they still hired the Shermers and the Judges. It's I just think it's a really, really difficult job to hire. I agree. Uh, all right, that's all the mailback questions. Apple Podcast or um, promo code ham at gmail.com. If you want that schedule, let me know. Yeah. I know people hate my basketball takes, but I got one more. I okay. saw a picture. Now, I think Michael Rubin, you know, the guy that owns Fanatics, is uh -huh. shorter. Uh huh. I follow him on Instagram and he tweeted out a picture because clearly he, the guy gets his way in business with everybody. Standing next to Victor Wembinyama. Yeah. Who is. Oh, lotteries you know, tonight. Yeah. Lottery, I think 30 minutes before the Laker game. And everyone says that, you know, if LeBron's the best prospect, you know, the modern era. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd say in like our lifetime, like LeBron, Shaq, right? Yeah. Anthony Davis was a very highly valued. You could, I think Zion was pretty high up there. Yep. 
short list, Zion would be behind all those guys. But this guy's viewed as, you know, on that list, Simmons not LeBron level. Yeah. You I, I you see this guy's bot he's seven foot five. Like I, I, I how often do guys like that like part of LeBron looking You're back skinny. like unreal body, right? Yeah. Shaq, unreal body. Willis this says guy, he thinks this guy would have been drafted ahead of LeBron if they were in the same draft. Have you seen him take like a step and a half to get from the three point line to the rim? It's pretty crazy. I saw him miss a three and follow dunk it. He shot the three, missed it, and then follow dunked his miss. That's how quick he got from the three point line to the rim. Against three guys that played at Cal Poly or against. Uh, yeah, you know? against. Uh, yeah, the Italian team. I don't know. <laughs> and I, I'm not trying to be anti this guy. I just think. You're saying he's a physical outlier. Well, and I think you could even look back at, at Chet Holmgren when you watch some like body types like that. One thing that made turns out to make Kevin Durant very unique is he really is a very very fluid, but he, but he's he's six eleven right or seven. But that's you know once you get those extra like what's McGlinchey's problem? He's fucking just too tall. Too tall, yeah. And I listen. I don't know, man. I just think the injuries with some of these guys. Chet immediately got hurt. I know. He, this guy's like a taller, taller version of Chet, and people believe like Chet's one of the most unique prospects in recent memory, right? Yep. There's something about being that skinny that just is worrisome. Because ultimately, it's like, remember Kevin Durant couldn't bench like 135 one time? It didn't yeah. end up mattering. He, I would say he's got to be most people probably in basketball like an all-time outlier. When has there ever been a guy that looked like him that played like him? It might never happen again. Yeah, I'm not shorting this guy's career. My point is that I don't know. We'll I wouldn't mind Portland getting the first pick, him and Dame. Like I'd that'd be fun. I'd watch that. Would you though? I don't want him going to Detroit. Yeah, I mean, like Portland, like you know, when they're good, like their games are good. Like there's when they're in the playoffs, it's like good. No, it is fun. Yeah, not like good. It just is good. So, yeah, we'll PJ Championship just, this week. Tiger no showed. Yeah, it's tough. He's doing bridge well, stuff. Tiger's career is over. <laughs> yeah, you, I, don't, I would like to see him at least be riding around in a cart for majors at some point. I don't know if he'll do it. Yeah, I don't know. He's just too cool for school. Anything else? Nope. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. Hit us with some more mailbag questions. And, um, yeah, holler. Later. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.